And we're live. <laughs> We've got Graham. He's something we're not and have never been, Todd. Man, that's a lot of things. Can we narrow that down? A father. Oh, yeah. wow. That is a big thing. That's a big difference there. Wow, congratulations. So my son is eight weeks old today. Wow. So you're kind of like me running on no sleep, huh? Yes and no. Uh, my wife's really helped out with that because she's took three months off, so she's kind of been helping with the nightly feeds and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. good, good. What's primary your responsibility? Back and forth, we kind of change with feeds or wiping ass, changing dirty diapers, <laughs> whatever it may be. I assume the baby uh, gets for, more milk from your wife. Yeah, mostly. Well, it's good you try. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's still early on. You know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, our other friend, Jamie, was kind of waiting on Graham to just say, this father stuff is hard. This is the hardest thing I've ever done. I can't sleep and all this. And so far, Graham's been good with everything. Yeah. I think partly it's because I waited so long. Unluckily, I've had a long time to wait, you know, 38 years old to be a dad. I've been wanting to be a dad for a long time. So I think I kind of look more at the positives, even when he's crying, to be a dad um, you know, it kind of makes you look at a different perspective when you've kind of been through a lot. You've had opportunities to be a dad and it just not come to fruition or whatever it may be. He had a strong um, paternal instinct, I think, anyway. But once there was, he had a miscarriage with his ex-wife. And after that, it made him want a baby more. Yeah. There for a while, he was talking about asking women to take their IUDs out. I don't think he ever got one, too. <laughs> How but, do you bring that up the in thought conversation? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've always, you know, somebody's like, oh, wait until you're a dad. You're not getting any sleep or blah, blah, blah. But I feel like for me, at the end of the day, that it was a positive. Somebody could have asked me to win the lottery or be a dad. I really would have picked to have been a dad. And I know winning the lottery is a lot of great things, but and a lot of it was for my dad. I had a great role model growing up. My dad was just a a super good guy, hard worker, um, really committed to the family. And I always wanted to emulate that as a dad and uh, have that opportunity to kind of instow that on a, a child. I think I had that with my son and having a boy first try. Uh, me and my wife both wanted a boy, so it kind of worked out and uh, fell into that. By the way, does your dad have a Facebook he does, but with no I, picture. Well, okay, I was just making sure. I am friends with him, but the, it looked a little shady because there was no. Yeah. There seems to be a generational gap there where, like, older people have a Facebook account, but they do nothing with it, obviously, not even a profile picture. Or either they ask you to load the picture and then how do, how do I work this? Just yeah. like any other thing, a phone, a computer, a watch. They just don't know how to do any of it. I'm wondering when I, what age I get to when I just stop learning things and depend on younger people. Hopefully that's far off, but it's a popular thing. I think it depends on, to your career. I think retirement has a lot to do with that because a lot of times in your career, a lot of it depends on being able to implement technology and being able to utilize technology. And I think once you get out of that loop, And you're not relying on it anymore. Like when you're older and you're retired, you're kind of living in your bubble, you know? Yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. So as long as you know how to use a phone, that's all that matters. Yeah. And what do you do for a living? I'm an industrial engineer at a uh, large auto manufacturing company that's here in the upstate. Awesome. At one time, he was law enforcement, drug and gang investigation. Mm -hmm. Wow. He got engaged to my ex and moved moved to Oregon. Let's let's get all the skeletons out. That's what people don't understand. Understand, I didn't take it bad. I don't care. Like, I mean, it, it didn't work out. It didn't work out, but. Did you say I told you so? 
you say no. that you knew it? Deep no. down, you knew, though. You knew it wouldn't work out. Yeah, but I moved across the United States. So I, I kind of got a good trip out of it because I would have never left South Carolina if I wouldn't have been dating her. So I think it all worked out. That opens your viewpoint a good bit because yeah. obviously I moved to Texas and then Nevada. It's good for perspective. Yeah, trust me, it, I, I totally get that. Every time I go out west, I, I like the um, people just seem more relaxed. And as weird as it may sound, a lot more polite. Legal there, well, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's legal or not. And it didn't stop anybody smoking mm-hmm. it. Last time I went there, though, it was currently illegal, but very lax. Yeah. You know, no cop's going to bust you for it. Shortly when I was leaving is when they started having the dispensaries. And that's when they kind of backed off from the law enforcement end of it. Yeah. Um, and that's, I just did not like law enforcement out there. It was just totally different vibe, totally different atmosphere. And that's when I changed careers, like he was saying, and went into uh, manufacturing. I worked for Intel, the computer chip company out there. Yeah. Because uh, part of this, I was a meth lab responder. So you would, I would go to the meth labs. I would break down the components. I would call up a cleanup crew, and then they would come in and break the components down and take them to a warehouse just now, to sit. How would you get in that line of work? Because that seems very <clears throat> unique and interesting. Here. Yeah. Uh, well, I was in law enforcement. He Somebody, was promoted quick. For yeah. sure. I don't know the time frame, how many years Three it years. took. Three years. Okay. Wow. So I went from working in the detention center, and then in probably about a year and a half, I was promoted to road patrol. I literally walked off the stage from the academy for a detention officer, and the captain came up to me and says, you're going to the road patrol next week. And I was like, well, why did you send me to the detention <laughs> but academy? But all this stuff I was trained yes. on, now it's useless. And, and then in about probably two years after that, uh, my degrees did help. Yeah. Um, so that kind of helped me out with that. I have a BA in psychology, a BA in criminal justice, and then I'll finish my master's next month. So. Nice. Have a baby and a, a, oh, man, it and was a master's. Uh, it was a ton of work. Luckily, my wife is a trooper and helped me out with a lot of that, and especially the baby side of it. Yeah, so. you definitely need her as a component with the baby. I think, <laughs> I think too, and it was like he was talking about with my ex. When you've had a bad marriage and then you're in a good marriage, it really changes your perspective of a marriage because I've been that bad. I've got cheated on. I had a terrible marriage. Then when you have somebody who supports you and who's there for you, that really changes your perspective on a marriage and a relationship. And I think I was lucky with that. Graham never complains about his relationship, and that's why I know it's working. I don't really have to ask him how it's going because I don't hear the complaints. And I used to with the other people he dated, and they were valid complaints. That's a good sign if he doesn't need anybody as a scratching post, you know? Yeah, I've seen him grumble like a little bit over something while we're together, but it's just not... I'm not getting the feedback later that we're really going through a rough spot or she's really pissed me off or any of that. Never, ever. We've been together three years. Been married a year in August and been together two and a half. And we really haven't argued a whole lot, even with the baby. Of course, you know, you're going to be short-tempered. and and You're going to be human. Yeah. Yeah, I can't complain. We got Jamie in studio. He's off camera. I kind of keep looking over there for reactions. But, nah, he's... He's texting. He's busy texting. He's tweeting about us. (laughs) <laughs> the biggest thing was uh you know what topics are we going to talk about so you got to have some type of topic do you want to talk about robert what you, what's on your mind you robert you got anything on. topical because you know robert's mind he he's got something on it i was going to jump straight to an admission this is before graham knew his current wife anything like that um but it was after his divorce he called me one night and said i'm at ruth's chris with two women come up here so i went up there and one of them was a 10 
And Graham was interested, like that was his interest. That, and that, she was ten. Why not? Yeah, and the other was a maybe four. Ooh, or so. four standing next to the ten, or just a four all around, even by herself. They were already at the table, so I sat with them. And there's a ten-four joke in there. <laughs> so they were both really polite, nice, funny, professional. They had good careers and things like that. Well, Graham has to go to the bathroom. When he goes, they said, "You guys can stay with us tonight if you want to, but we wanted to clear it through you." <laughs> and and I was looking at that four, thinking, how did I never get told this? Uh, well, here you just here you are, out told on the now. Yeah, I was looking at that four, thinking, can I take this one for the team? I couldn't throw do it. A, throw a dog a bone. Come I couldn't on. do it, so I didn't. And that's the time I caught Buck Graham. It's Probably what, not the only time. This is just the time that he's going to admit. You've told me that before. <laughs> so this is the guy. All right. Things are coming together now. Yeah. I don't know. Graham just, thought he had a chance with her. Well, he did. <laughs> but, so how'd the night end, though? Oh, you got, I, just, this was the same woman that we were at the poker table. And apparently she had her wedding ring off, and Robert was kind of calling it out by the little shade. Yeah. And then randomly, uh, two people apparently that knew her husband walked up and was like, hey, how are you? And she kind of ignored them and <laughs> kind of went away. And It's and a little then, foggy on my end. I yeah. just remember being the big cock blocker. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to, for the record. Yeah. It's just oh, what it was no. going to require. You'd have had to seen. I can but, picture a four. <laughs> nothing against fours, by the way. And well, like I, I mean, said, she was a nice person, but it was yeah. the pressure really was that I would basically be in bed with her. Yeah, but and, and and the, you don't have that immediate attraction. You know how many times Robert has been in bed with a girl and not slept with her? So I don't know why he just did not do that to begin with. He makes a good point, but I wasn't thinking of it like that. Robert yeah. has turned down more vagina than anybody I know, I believe. And be in bed with Been a gynecologist. <laughs> I've stared a lot of it straight in the face like a gynecologist would. For sure. <laughs> okay. Except the Some only heat coming off it. The only difference between me and the gynecologist was with me, they were not taking no for an answer. <laughs> Jamie cock blocked you one time when he came and knocked on the door and made you leave for his wedding. Oh, that's, that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I, well, I stared at that, too. Was she a jo- four? No, she was a nine. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, sir. At Jamie's bachelor party, I spotted someone across the room that I thought was the hottest person there, and I just went over and started saying a bunch of funny stuff. And by the end of the night, we were in the room together. I told her before we went I wasn't going to sleep with her. But when the morning rolled around, we started getting frisky, and it was we were seconds away. Seconds, and the door, bow, bow, bow. Jamie, well, ready to go. <laughs> what are you guys doing? What? Get your pants on. We got to go. Got to go get married. Uh. And then she says, well, stay with me tonight and just let him go. I was like, no, you don't understand. I have to go. And it didn't help that this was about the first time Robert started drinking alcohol. Do you want to go into that, Robert? <clears throat> well, it was around then. <laughs> I didn't taste alcohol till I was 35, ever. I just for religious reasons avoided it and then when it got to the point where it was not for a religious reason i still just hadn't done it for so long that i just kept the streak up it put me in a lot of awkward positions though in high school college age and stuff you made yourself the odd man out really made yourself look weird sometimes in social situations i I can relate to that to a degree because it never was my chosen vice like even after i was 21 yeah, I drank a lot. In my 20s, I probably drank enough for the rest of my life, really. But 
It just wasn't my vice. The only reason why I even started drinking is because it's what you did when you turned yeah. 21, you know? And it was a green light. Every bar was worth stopping in. I don't yeah. think I drank that night. I might have. I no. probably did. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't remember, that could be a clue. But yeah. it wasn't a lot. If I did, it wasn't a lot. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed mine. I played college ball, so I lived in Clemson for two years. Jamie obviously lived in Clemson, too, so he understands it's a little different in Clemson because it's a small town. It is a bunch of bars on a street that you can just walk <laughs> up and down, and it's just free reign. Were you at the um, party that all the football players showed up? I think got in were. a fight. Was there a fight involved? Yeah, my friend broke his arm that day. Believe yeah. it or not. Wow. The football players showed up, and the cops showed up. Uh, Salty Shack's apartment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because he came to the door. The cops cop showed up, and then yeah. I was like, is it okay if a couple of my close friends stay? And they're like, sir, no. <laughs> I'll never forget. He came to like, the door. Okay, here. What are we going to do with that? He went to the door in his boxers and a handle of alcohol. It was like, this is my place. And he was like, sir, y'all are being too loud. <laughs> and is there anybody underage? And he's like, no. <laughs> and they left. That's what a lot of that running away from the vagina came from, too. I was going to hold my virginity till marriage, so I got real practiced up at not doing it, even when I really, really, really wanted to. But now I'm just paranoid about pregnancy and STDs. Now, do you think getting burned in the marriage presents any more fact that you feel a lot looser doing that now? No, because my next couple of relationships outside of that... I slept in the same bed for six months with my next girlfriend before I finally thought, you know, this is ridiculous. I'm going to try to push through. And I still couldn't do it. I had to get some Viagra because I'd trained my mind. If you're not married, you can't do it. Wow. That, sir, then, you have great discipline. To get over the hump, yeah. though, once I'd done it, then I was able to. We still didn't a whole lot, though. That's like a it Buddhist was, monk of discipline there. <laughs> I'm not turning it down. I'll just tell but you I, that. After getting burnt again and again and again after that, yeah, where I played the goody-goody for, like, long enough, yeah, I mean, at, at that point, I'm way more eager. I mean, I'm the religious fairy tale follow God's plan and everything's going to work out and <laughs> right? that will protect your relationship, that was a scam. Yeah, I was about to say, God made a sitcom out of people's lives, if that's the case. If you're following his plan, some people really got it in the face. In the grand scheme of things, yeah. one episode was on me. From what you but, told me about, yeah, your dating, just the dating life and stuff, it's like, God, yeah. So many people would get up in front of a church and say, you know, my life was in shambles, my marriage was in shambles, my dating was, and I never found the one until I started following God's plan. <laughs> I followed it from the jump, and all I did was get shit in the face. And to be and, honest, I can assure you that he did. And Jamie and everybody around Robert could tell you that there was probably not a person that followed um, his teachings more than Robert did, it as you can tell. How do you not know it's his plan, though? How do I not know that I'm still, I might still be in his plan? Yeah, I mean, that's the, kind of the point, though. You could be in his plan. Once my back got to the point it was, I knew that wasn't his plan. Or if it was, it's an evil plan. He's a sadist. So it might be evil. Okay, well, that's, I, that's I, the point, though. My statement yes. is God is either not all good or not all powerful. A lot of people have that statement, but it's one or the other. He's not all good if, if he is all powerful. We had a two-hour... I hate this. This makes me sick to my stomach. ...and 15-minute conversation with a preacher this past week on the podcast, yep. and our hard drive overloaded, and it, it wouldn't save the file, and we lost it all. I hate we debated that. God for two hours with a preacher. And it was good. It was actually a constructive conversation. 
You know, it was really good. We battled it out for the mic, though. We were, like, pulling it back and forth. Oh, yeah, yeah. I stayed out of that. I was just kind of watching watching for any fist flying. (laughs) So now that we've covered one of the subjects that you just don't talk about at work, are we going to cover politics now? (laughs) (laughs) We've already covered religion. So now between sports... Sadly, we can't because YouTube will ban us on it. I mean, we can put it to audio. Is that because you don't like Joe Biden? We can put... I can't talk about any of it. We can Uh, put it to audio. I'd love to. What about this uh, latest with Hunter Biden? Well, I I will say this. I haven't stayed in the news like I was. So they're coming out with a WhatsApp that Hunter Biden specifically said, my dad is sitting beside me. This is to a Chinese diplomat who is a owner of a ginormous billion-dollar company and said that if you don't pay me my money, my dad is going to come get you, and I know how to hold a grudge. And both of us will come after you. That sounds and like Bush is talking to Saddam. In, in open <laughs> court, said this, and this guy is an IRS agent who discovered this from a search warrant to Hunter Biden's phone in his cloud and found it. It's going to come down to one of two things: either it's a slap on the wrist. Oh, that's my bet. And that's my bet. Or. The Democrats turn on the Biden family and say, well, we'll let them take the fall. We're going to disassociate ourselves, and we'll just move on with the— If they went with someone else, they'd have a better shot at the upcoming election. I I think so, too. I think it's going to be Gavin Newsom with him going on Fox News. Yeah, but is he really that favorable among Democrats? I think so. I know. Some Democrats have criticized some of his policies. When you're in charge of the largest, basically, state or Democratic state in the U.S., you're going to be favorable. Yeah, but case. keep in mind, it's also the second largest Republican state, too. Uh, yes and no. Who, who wins it most of the time? Well, the same thing with Texas. Texas usually goes for Republicans, but you look at the numbers for the Democrats. That's just Austin, though. If you take Austin <laughs> out of the If you take the population, sure. knows about it, probably. But. Well, I did live in Austin, yeah, for five, <laughs> yeah. well, no, more than five years. But, I mean, like, uh, aside from California, for Barack Obama's both election results, Texas was number two in voting for Yeah. Guys, it's, it's it, it, think of it as national gerrymandering. That's the way I view the electoral college. There's battleground states instead of battleground issues. Is that right? Is that the best we can do? Ah, so, I, I so have too much I, faith. Since we're talking politics, and I'm a dad now, that I've got to have a dad joke in my back pocket. Political joke. Go ahead. Who is the greenest president? Like, color-wise? Who is the greenest president? That's the greenest president. Um, the Incredible Hulk. Not sure. The Bushes. <laughs> uh, you know, if I thought more on that, I probably would have gotten it. That was clever. That was clever. For a dad joke? Yeah. Not bad. I thought that was a pretty good dad yeah, joke. Yeah, that's not a so. bad dad joke. That's really nice. So if you had to pick a president, your favorite president, ever, uh, who would it be? I'm going to go with Roosevelt. When you're alive. we got to go when you're alive. <laughs> There's you're a lot of I am. Just people. Well, I know you weren't alive. <laughs> but, I mean, people look at... I think the economy in the world has just changed so much. Yeah. It's hard to kind of get into those politics because you didn't have the media. Well, where um, the media at one point in time, back in the Walter Cronkite era, I feel like they just simply did the bare bones of their job. They just reported the news and that's it. There were no commentators. There were no, you know, little head bubbles talking. Well, we got this expert over here and we got a democratic strategist over here. And it's like, yeah. no, they had none of that. And I felt like overall the media really tried to inform people, 
rather than go for ratings, go for publicity, go for sensationalism. Or, or lean left or lean right. Or, yeah, well, that's what I mean. They're like they're, They don't really don't believe what they're preaching. They're just trying to appeal to a demographic for the sake of their sponsors. It's all a business, guys. Todd put it one way that it's all oligarchy. Look at their lifestyle compared to the lifestyle of the average uh, constituency across the nation. It's so, world's a difference. I'll bring up Tim Scott to kind of rebuke that. So do you know the story of Tim Scott, since we're both from, all of us are from South Carolina? He's a Democrat who used a very stupid strategy to try and defeat... Um, He's a Republican. Oh, okay. Tim Scott. Who am I thinking of? You're thinking well, of Jamie Harrison. Okay, never mind. My bad, my so bad. So Tim Scott, whose grandfather actually worked the cotton fields, lived on a dirt floor... And now he's a representative for the state of South Carolina in the Republican Party as a black male. I think that's a pretty big deal. And I think that reputes your oligarchy. He would be the exception, though, not the rule. Because you look at the average income, especially with nepotism and stuff. I mean, Gavin Newsom, who's he related to? Nancy Pelosi. That's not a coincidence. But it it can be done. That's Democrats. You know, they're all like all family. It's like Look at the Bushes. You got Jeb, George, and George H.W. You know? Uh, look Kennedy's at the, now. You got another Kennedy. Oh, God, yeah, the Kennedy's, man. That's yeah. a whole mess. Even though he's got some distortion with his voice. That was bothering me. Have you heard him talk? No. So we've got one guy who doesn't know where he's at and shakes hands with people who aren't there, can't figure out where to walk. God bless the queen. And then you've got the Kennedy who just can't talk. He's got an issue with, like, his voice box or something. Robert's worried about the political talk. Why? Well, the last time I put something up, to YouTube, they it's took it down, that. and then they said if we do it again, they'll ban us. Politics, so sports, was, and religion. I don't know. Y'all, y'all can go. Y'all can't. The last it, ten minutes gone to go though. Oh, <clears throat> well, I mean that's. You well, know, I can put it to audio. That's the only thing. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it is what it is. I mean, if we don't use it, we don't. You know, Why don't they like it's it? It's good though. I enjoyed it because no. y'all y'all two have. I can tell y'all two have uh, y'all lean different, different point ways. of views. Yeah, like, it's like that. that but a, that's the contrast. I'm more of an independent. I would vote Democrat. I have voted Republican because here's the thing people don't understand. Stop voting for the party you always yeah, want. And that's why I'm Because you're not holding them accountable. They'll do what it look what has Lindsey Graham done significantly the yeah. past two, three, four terms? There's I mean, not a whole lot of Republicans that are loving what he did. Exactly, no. but he still gets in office. Why? It's a red state. Sometimes well, you're gonna vote my, by your party but, lines. But my point yeah. is that they're taking issues that aren't even at hand. And they're just going back to, well, I'm against abortion, so Republican. Yeah, but you're against a lot of other stuff that this candidate's doing, too. So that outweighs it? Uh, You just cop out or what? I I voted Republican um, to keep the Democrats in line because I'm not going to stick with you. I'm not a—I don't worship anyone. I guess you could say I'm a registered Democrat. I'm not exactly sure. I don't remember registering, but— Are you on the woke stuff? Oh, the woke stuff? Oh, yeah. I'm easily fucking offended. I hate myself. <laughs> I just think people are soft. This generation is just so soft. Well, it's just to where the point where you bully people online. Like, if somebody was bullying me, I'd just block them. Or I'm just like, yeah. that's fine. Whatever you want to say online. I think kids are just taught to be soft now. Well, it's because parents are overprotective. There's now more than ever. I've been a man. I was a manager at a, a, a Chick Fil A for twelve years, and over the course of my tenure, I worked with a lot of teenagers. And you would not believe the last probably four or five years I was there. Teenagers are waiting longer and longer before they get their license, and I'm kind of like, why? Yeah. Seriously, there was one employee that was 23 years old, and that only had a beginner's permit. 
I will admit too, though, this social media has caused a lot of mental illness with kids. Yeah, and I don't know if that's a lot of the problem too. I think so, man. Because they judge everybody. Like these, the people on social media, they'll post stuff for their best life. They see their self as beneath them. And I think that causes a lot of that mental illness as well, too. It's, it's like reality TV. We call it reality, but it's really not. It's a facade. Same thing with social media. All the influencers, they're putting on a show because yeah. that's what they do. That's how they get paid. They put on a show. It's like politics. No one's 100% for what they are. They'll do what they need to do to keep the show rolling. And then Robert, as he like says, us. They, they keep us off the airways. I just don't want to be labeled as, oh, Robin Todd, that's going to be the political left or right. You know, because people are just so quick to write you off. We do not follow party lines, hook, line, and sinker either way. Yeah. And me and Todd basically contrast each other a good bit on political views, but with an open mind, though. Yeah. And it's not like we don't agree. And it's issue to issue. That's the, that's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. People, once they key in on one issue, such as abortion... Yeah, they go ahead and pick up on everything else within that party, and they're trained to be offended by anything that goes against the party. Oh yeah, and they don't even have to know the issue or what somebody actually said. They have automatically will assume like, oh, Barack Obama did this. I'm not going to look it up. I just don't know he's not a good guy. Or Donald Trump did this. I'm not going to look it up. I just know he's a bad guy. Again, they got that label, that stamp. There's nothing they could do. Donald Trump or Barack Obama could create the cure for cancer, save millions of lives, and they'd be like, well, it's my right to die of cancer. I don't need that politician. You know, that's just how people are, and it's so That is odd divisive. to me, and it is accurate I'm, as to the majority of how things work. I, yeah. I'll take an example of that. Why would you vote for Biden? Honestly, I believe that election was controlled by Donald Trump. Well, he, he's a Ask special him. kind of Republican. <laughs> First off, he was a Democrat all through his life. Yeah. Up well, until Barack Obama. But is he not mostly an independent that wound up getting the Republican nomination? I thought, well, kind of. After some grumbling because kinda, they, didn't, they, they, they didn't want to give it to him, but he got the votes. So. Yeah. But I, but I also think that the Republicans and Democrats have really changed parties lately. I feel like the Republicans are more for the working guy than the Democrats are. Because it used to be... They were Republican. Yeah. 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 Hardcore. Now the FBI is on the Democratic side. Because the Republicans were always the the law guys. They were always the rule of law. A lot of attorneys and law enforcement are all Republican. It is... I mean, that's just towing the party line. Um, But I just don't see how you voted for Biden. There's nobody out there that I know of that was like, yeah, I'm voting for Biden, or did I just vote for a Democrat? Well, they're voting against, either for Donald Trump or against Donald Trump. That's what I'm saying. Like, it really was up to him yeah. with that election, because Biden, you get what you saw. Yeah. You know? Which isn't very much. Well, I mean... Because he was in a basement. The yeah, time. it was one the of the... Well, see, that's what got the votes, though. A lot of people were doing that. You know, the people who took COVID, you know, towed the line... 100% serious, like we're going to wash our groceries, everything like that. That's what they wanted to see their candidate do because that's what they thought should have been done. Now, the thing I don't understand is God, Trump got the vaccine, but yet people YouTube who support jail. Trump are this against the vaccine. Um, this is YouTube jail. He's right. We'll just, yeah. We might put it We, we might put it on. Okay. Um, yeah. I was going to say there's some Republican families that also towed the line on the COVID stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, overall... Those are the exceptions, well, not the rule. You better rule. not cover COVID. I think COVID would be more Facebook jail than 
than talking politics. Well, we're, well, not, we're not stating anything about COVID. Just we haven't yet, but yeah. they they do call it misinformation if you say anything. By about the way, it. let me put it this way: we're not doctors, and you, people who are watching this, unless you went to med school, you're not a doctor well, either. So stop acting like you know school. everything. Hot topic headlines with Todd and Graham. Hey, I'm Todd. Hello. Just to specify, Adele on the Titanic tragedy polls audience. Would y'all go on that sub? Oh, okay. Is that the new Titanic tragedy? Because I thought we were talking about the one from the 20s. Like, yeah. Adele, it's been around for a while here. <laughs> we're kind of over it now. Yeah. We made I, a movie. I would not go on the sub. Needless to pay $250,000 for you to sink me to the bottom of the ocean. I think I would, like, I got kind of a fear of uh, black water. And if I can't see through the water like that, I get kind of freaked out. Plus, being in a tiny sub with what five people? They it was. There? It did look cramped. I saw a diagram. Yeah, I'm not. So I'm you not, claustrophobic? I didn't think so, but in that situation, I probably would be. I would literally cramp the way my back and legs oh, yeah. things are because I can't just sit there in that chair like that. You're talking about a ten hour expedition round trip. Ten hours. Yeah, meanwhile, kids are starving, but we're going to go to the ocean to look at the Titanic because we don't have a screensaver picture of it. I don't get that because it's not like you can reach out and touch it. You're still looking at it through a pane of glass. Yeah. And apparently a lot of times down there looking at it just on the screen. They didn't have a lot of... You're kidding me, really? They didn't have a lot of port windows, just that one up front. They welded it together with bubble gum and duct tape from what I understand. All right, I'm going to call it now. There's going to be a movie. About a year from now, there's going, someone's going to make, uh, based on a true story, the Titanic tragedy. And it's going to be about corporate evil because they didn't take safety precautions and they had a flawed design. And then James Cameron's going to be at the end of it and be like, well, I figured <laughs> that would happen. Why are we asking James Cameron again? Just so Graham knows, with the Hot Topic headlines, I'm just going to read the headline. If we really need more from the article, we just don't have it. So it's basically just a response to the headline. Yeah. Okay. Boosie Badass. Ooh, I like the name. Is you that know, a tender handle? You don't even know who that is? None. Lil Boosie? Nope. All smiles. He's okay. He's an average rapper. I wouldn't put him up there with the greats or anything, but I'm a 90s guy, so. All smiles as he leaves federal lockup after posting Bond. Well, I would be happy with that. Yeah. What, did he, is, what was he in there for? Nothing? I'm, I'm not going to read it, and I don't know. <laughs> well, well, that doesn't give me anything. What I do know is he was in Another prison. rapper in prison. He was in prison for a while at yeah. one time, a good long while. You would think that he finally got out, got his career back, got his social media presence back, and was doing pretty good. He would do what he needed to do not to get back in there, but apparently. I don't know. That's kind of like drugs. Once you start running with the wrong group of people, and as a rapper, you still want that street cred. He's probably still hanging with the same group that got him in there in the first place. You know, I just want to say Robin Todd is an anti-drug show. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I was in the D.A.R.E. commercial. Literally what did you gone. say? Were you the pusher or the kid taking it? I was the kid that said I would never do it. And, like, hanging on all well, the monkey bars. Oh, really? Yeah. How old were you? Did you keep up with that promise? Uh, it, he did not. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it depends on what we're, we're calling drugs these days. I've never smoked weed, but I dated a, a weed dealer. That wasn't very smart, Robert. No, yeah. There had to be yeah. better options. You probably got a contact high at the very least. Because I'm pretty sure they smoke 24-7 if they have weed 24-7. <laughs> I don't know anybody who's got that much weed that doesn't smoke it. That's all I'm saying. This is something maybe you'll know a little bit about, Todd. Okay. There was a bloodbath of cancellations this week. See which streaming shows are being removed. 
Paramount Plus is uh, on the chopping block, chopping off uh, shows that are spinoffs of other properties. Like they had um, Grease, Rise of the Pink Ladies. I don't know who was watching that, but that got canceled. Uh, some Star Trek uh, episode got canceled. But yeah, it's another example of how streaming, how the business is done in streaming. Like You're Netflix good. will take but, like a, a show and just cut it off. Do you think the economy had anything to do with that, though? Well, there's a rider strike. Yeah, the rider strike would uh, derail a lot because a lot of things that were in development, producers are now just leaving on the table. Like, well, fuck it, I can't. We can't do anything with it. That's so why develop it? What's your prediction on when that ends? Uh, whenever studios get cave. Okay. Because you're not going to make it's anything. It's the big boys there, right? Netflix, and they're the ones holding it up? They're the ones that are kind of slowly dragging to the table because they have a plethora of movies set to come out. They can take longer at having to go to the negotiation table than an average network or studio. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they're shutting down productions and everything. It's a very successful strike. And because of the Writers Guild strike, the Directors Guild were able to work out almost immediately – well, not quite immediately, but faster than obviously the Writers Guild. Uh, a deal, a three-year deal with the networks. On the biggest thing is residuals for streaming. That's the big issue. Technology's changed. The way you consume movies and TV shows have changed. However, they're still dealing with contracts, deals, guidelines from like the last writer's strike in 2008. So obviously, 2008 now streaming's totally changed. Facts. When was the last baseball yeah. strike? Ninety-four, wasn't it? No, it was like in the. It's been more recent, right? Yeah, oh, really? it was in the 2000s because that's when McGuire and uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. came in and hit all the home runs and <laughs> yeah. basically saved baseball on steroids. Lamar Odom visits Bam Margera at hospital, invites him to rehab center. All right, well, good, good. <laughs> Anything to get him closer to being better because last I heard, he was threatening to smoke crack unless he sees his son. Well, smoke crack until he dies. Oh, until he dies, unless he sees his son. Who is this? Bam Margera, Mr. Jackass, yeah. or one of the jackasses. He's a rich jackass. <laughs> he lives in a castle. I'm not kidding. Probably so not for much longer. You think getting him to like a that. detox center might be a good thing? For the sake of his family, yeah. Bam Margera leaves detox center early. Oh. Next stop, Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Well, good. He's going to test the things that he was taught. I'm sure he'll, he won't stray. You're one for one, Todd. It was the 94, the... The MLB strike. Okay, cool. I thought that was a lot more recent. I have to be honest with you. The older I get, my concept of time gets worse and worse when I think back on it. Because there's no way when I watched Sosa and McGuire that I was in middle school. When was Sosa and McGuire battling for the home run crown? That would have been in what year? Run high school. Look what year that is. Because that was had to be like '97. Because that saved baseball, steroids and all. It is what it is. I thought it was around the turn of the century. Maybe I'm wrong. The petition to get Nicki Minaj out of her neighborhood appears to be from a Cardi B fan. <laughs> I want to know where you're getting these headlines. I, I, what neighborhood is going to be like, okay, Except we can't kick the, you out. We have, they, we have a petition. Uh, we have a petition. Oh, does the petition say I got to move? Oh, well, in that case, let me call the movers here. I'll be out of your hair in no time. I don't like either of them, so <laughs> they can move to Canada like every other... Democrats said they were going to. Amber Heard all smiles at new film premiere in her return to acting. Who's mm. Amber Heard? Yeah, That's Johnny Depp's former wife that he won a uh, lawsuit against. Mm-hmm. As I said again, who is Amber Heard? <laughs> You've seen Aquaman? 
Yeah, but I mean, like, do She's you remember mirror. her out of the whole thing? I don't remember. No, her. but yeah, the trial was really public between those she two. Was, especially with the whole like shitting on the bed and everything, that detail kind of stuck out. I don't know. I think it was just they wanted to make more money and be more popular, so they devised a way to be dumber than they are. I'm four headlines late, but McGuire and Sosa was 98. And they brought the crowds back to baseball. Look at the average attendance in like 96, and then compare it to 98. And Elvis Presley signed Bible goes for $95,000. That is the perfect memorabilia for Elvis. Yeah. The guy yeah. who died on the toilet. The guy who died on the toilet, who started, uh, who first knew his wife when she was 14 and he was 24. Yeah. I'll let the fathers here discuss that. Yeah, but I'm sure he didn't do anything until she was 18. Let's pretend that's true. And he, and he stole songs. Oh, well, yeah. he, he was a showman. He never was a songwriter. I'll give him credit for that. He never took credit of being a true artist. He was a showman, and he did put on a good show. Same thing with Michael Jackson. Do you know how many top 50 hits George Strait wrote? He wrote none. He doesn't write his own music. That's, yeah, I knew that's that. That's crazy, yeah. That's what Robert was talking about the other day when we were talking about country artists is uh, Morgan Wallen. How many writers do you think he has? To have 20, like 20 songs on every album he puts out. I got a theory about that. I think it's because of the way streaming has changed music consumption now. If it was back in the day that we were growing up where you had to buy physical media, he would not have the sa- the sales, whatever you want to call it is that, that he would now because music, in essence, was more expensive back then. And when you bought an album, you didn't know what you were getting. Sure, you liked one or two songs, but 15 songs? I mean, half of them are going to be a bust. Yeah, but I missed the whole aspect of albums, though. I was a big listen to it, 1 yeah. through 12, 1 through 15, because that's the whole point of an artist at that point. They're tell, they yeah. wanted to tell a story in their album. Right. They wanted to... They wanted to string you along and tell the story. Not They didn't want the iPod era of you pick your own songs and, and this and that. That wasn't the artist part of it. No, that, and you could tell that with the residuals. Or yeah. the, they don't get paid. I almost said the residuals, they get paid. But you really consider like a tenth of a cent a residual? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my theory. Like, why does Morgan Wallen always stay on top? Why do so many people, it seems like rain on, as number one for like two or three months at a time. And that was kind of like a rarity back in the 80s and 90s. It's because of streaming. Music has just become... Well, streaming is by nature forced on you when you're just kind of randomly letting it tell you what you're going to listen to. Right. So if it wants to keep you on top, it's going to keep you on top. I don't know the science behind it. Yeah, Spotify, when they recommend certain things uh, based on your previous tastes, I mean, just makes me wonder, it's like, who's navigating that? Are you loud enough? Yeah, can you hear me? Be louder. Adam Rich, dead of fentanyl overdose. Do you know who that is? He's talking about eight is enough. Is that a... That was a show. Okay. I guess he was a a kid on the show. I'm sorry. I don't keep up with eight is enough. I'm not the eight is enough fan as I profess to be. No clue there. As a former detective policeman, was the fentanyl, was it even around then? Um... No, our biggest thing was party drugs like Molly and stuff like that. And I hate to say it, but I think the government kind of created this. Like crack? But (laughs) not like crack, because that was based upon the charges. But a lot of the ways that they prevented people from buying prescription drugs now has brought on a new way to get high that's cheaper and you don't have to go to doctors. Mm -hmm. So that is a way to create fake street drugs that before doctors were prescribing like pills and stuff to people and now that 
you can't get that as readily that they're going through that type of drug. So that's what I think is going on, really, to be honest with you. Because now the people can crush up Advil and put fentanyl in it, and now you've got heavy, heavy drugs to where before you'd have to go buy Lortab or whatever. And still no headaches. (laughs) Carson Wentz kills a black bear with a bow and arrow. Why's it got to be a black bear, huh? Animal lovers are pissed. Wait, okay, just because he killed the bear, or... I will say, with a bow and arrow, it is a lot more sporting than having a firearm. Not sure if you guys have seen the potential Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg cage fight. (laughs) Yeah. Supposedly they have said, or at least indicated, they might. Uh, Why not? Musk says his weight advantage is the biggest holdup right now. I've seen him without a shirt off. He could stand to lose a few. What are you doing? Googling him with a shirt off? Or? No, it's him on his yacht and his uh, girlfriend is probably half his age and probably not his girlfriend anymore yeah. since that photo was taken. Vegas financier beats the odds, turns down a seat on the doomed vessel. It's kind of like Seth MacFarlane when he missed the one of the flights uh, due to a hangover for 9-11 there. You kind of have that, oh, my God, I dodged a bullet there kind of feeling. Mm, the house wins again. Yeah. <laughs> Find out if you are not the father, Mari Povich says, with an at-home paternity test. It was a matter of time. I figured they'd have a Mori app where you could just, you know, do that. That would be very convenient. That would solve a lot of problems. I don't know, maybe create a few. Dana White says Musk and Zuckerberg are dead serious about fighting in the UFC octagon. I am so certain they're uh, dead serious. It would be funny to watch, but honestly, it's like... I mean, it's not going to be a good fight. It's, it's going to be like two nerds fight. arguing, yeah, you know? Aren't you going to want to watch that? Yeah. I would watch. It's it like would, the fight of the century. Did you it, watch, Jamie? All of a sudden. It'd be a train wreck of a fight. I'm waiting for one of them to do the windmill thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it would be ugly. I mean, it would just be, it would turn into just somebody holding in the corner. Kelly Clarkson, therapy can help you too, but I'm not ready to date. She's just saying that because she's got a new album out. So she's pushing, <laughs> she's pushing views and clicks, and you still suck as an artist, but okay. You're a great karaoke artist. That's what I view all American Idol yeah. contestants. Yeah. It's just, it's a great form of karaoke. You sound really good, but. Are you an artist? I feel that's a generous description yeah. for some. Pierce Brosnan News. The cops say a man pees and poops in neighbor's yard, then burglarizes the actor's property. He I said, heard about it. I was on the way home from work, and it was on a news station. And they said that he deposited stuff in a toilet in another neighbor's house and then went to the yard and then broke into his house. I like this burglar style. It's a way to leave your mark. You know, yes, I, I think back really to weird. I think back to Home Alone with the sticky bandits, like leaving the water on. And this is oh, the wet bandit. Excuse me. And this is in a like a gated billion dollar community. So do you think this homeless guy just kind of strutted across and somebody just waved him in? Or it's almost like an act of indignity. It's not like I'm just going to burglarize you. I'm going to shit on your property, <laughs> and it's not going to be like a little dog shit. Okay, it's not little sausages. I'm talking about the soft serve curl we're doing all that don't flush just if he had waited till he went in the house that would have been that would have been going too easy on the victim you know it would be although in the yard although if i came home especially to my million dollar mansion and realized i was robbed the only thing that can make that situation worse is going to 
take a piss and realize there's a fat turd that didn't get flushed. <laughs> and like that smell just hits you when you lift up on the lid. <laughs> and not know where it came from. Well, you know, it's like, <laughs> God damn, you know, that is the act of indignity. That is what you're going to remember. That is what's going to make headlines. <laughs> 